You are listening to Melbourne Lights Church Weekly Podcast. I'm very happy to be with you today. Um, I love Hans. I don't know if he's here. Where's Hans? Is he here this morning? There's Hans. He always looks at my t-shirts and he says, what's that? So Hans, this CK is Christ knows. Just for your benefit. I love it. He always challenges you. Like if you're wearing something a little bit dodgy, he'll let you know. With all, with, this is not my time starting yet, no. With, with all the love of the Father, he will always challenge you in the right way. <clears throat> so this morning, I've got my skinny jeans on, so I'm just adjusting. Woo-hoo. How to hear the voice of God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you, Lord, that you love speaking to your children. Lord, this morning I pray that you would open our ears and eyes to see and hear what you are saying to us individually, Lord, but also corporately in Jesus' precious name. So over the past few weeks, we've been covering some very helpful topics. We've been talking, uh, we've been doing the Simple Faith series Uh, Topics covered were our relationship with the Bible, uh, what are our ceilings, obedience, evangelism, ministering in team, and then Matt did a great job of talking about the least of these, stopping for the one last week. And today we are looking at hearing the voice of God. So what we're going to cover is what are the different voices we hear, how does God speak, and why does God speak? So what are the voices that we hear There are many, many voices in the airways, but I've identified four, at least four, that that will influence us and direct our lives. There's your own voice, uh, there's the voice of others, and you can group your husband and wives into that lot, there's the voice of the devil, and there's the voice of the Lord. In In addition to these voices, I'm adding the voice of the world to this list, which is really an extension of the voice of the devil. Your voice is made up of your thoughts, your ideas, your desires, your conversations, and the thing you speak out, the things you speak out and agree with. This is all you. The voice of others is thoughts, opinions, views, ideas expressed by the people around you. The voice of the devil is the one that wants to lead you astray. His voice aims to lead you into all things that will result in either physical or spiritual death or both. At the very least, he wants to bring you some harm. This is also the voice that makes you feel very bad about yourself, the one that lies about you, the one that lies about the people around you, the one that sows doubt and tells you that you can't have faith because you've failed so many times, the one that says to you, you're a worm, how could God possibly love you? The voice that tells you that you're alone and you will always be alone because no one loves you. The voice, this voice always condemns. The voice of the Lord is the opposite. This is the one will lead you into all things life, spiritual and physical. It's the voice that encourages you. It tells you that you are loved. Tells you that you have value, that you're precious. Tells you that you have a hope in a future. This is a voice that says to you when everything's gone (laughs) pear-shaped, it's going to be okay. This voice comforts and reassures you. So an example of things going pear-shaped for us as a family was when my youngest son, Joshi, he's nearly 18 now, a couple of years ago, he had a 
hip operation uh, due to a fracture of his, of his hip joint. And we were told things were really bad. And there was a possibility of him losing his leg. So you can imagine as parents, we were, we were devastated. And I remember chatting to Paul Zendi about it. My emotions were raw. I found myself crying out to the Lord, literally. I can't even remember what I was praying, but I said, Lord, how can this happen? Please, Lord, don't let him lose his leg. As I was crying and crying out to him, he spoke to me in a quiet voice. He said, it's going to be okay. It didn't take me long, five minutes, and I'm crying already. <laughs> the, the kids have a competition. How long it will take me before I cry? It's a soft heart. It's not because I'm over-emotional, okay? If anybody knows me, you know I'm not over-emotional, but it's God. It's... <laughs> but I said to the Lord, he said, he said to me, it's going to be okay. And I said, Lord, what does that mean it's going to be okay? Does it mean he's going to lose his leg and it's going to be okay? I didn't know. I'd say, Lord, what does that mean? But all I heard was it's going to be okay. So I resolved within myself that if the Lord said it's going to be okay, then whatever happens, it's going to be okay. So it just so happened that the top pediatric surgeon had become available to do the surgery. It's amazing how God does these things. He had another operation cancelled, and he had become available to do Joshi's op on his hip and leg. And, uh, you know, you will know anybody that knows Joshi now. His, the operation was a complete and total success, and he does everything that a young teenage guy does, and more probably. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. <clears throat> I, can I just pray? I just feel like when I was preparing this, I felt that I'm not the only one that's been desperate. Yeah. So thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness. Thank you for speaking to me and giving me hope when things looked bleak. Lord, I pray for others here that may be in the same place of desperation, and I ask that you would speak to them and give them comfort and hope as well in Jesus' name. Can you give me a tissue, please, honey? Amen. See, the voice of the Lord promises you that you will never be, thank you, that you will never be alone because he is with you. It's the voice that says, I will never leave you or forsake you. This voice does bring correction and it can gently rebuke you or convict you to help to make good choices. Then I want to speak, and I really felt a weightiness on this. I won't say more, but the, the voice of the world. Yeah. Let me speak about the voice of the world. The voice of the world is the voice of public opinion, what's popular, what's popular and fashionable in society. And this voice will come through advertising, social media, the latest fads, movies, music, and the opinions of influential people. And it's so interesting to me, we were chatting yesterday, Louise and I, about, you know, social media people, they've become influencers. That's interesting, isn't it? Influencers. But this voice, and it is a voice because it constantly speaks to us, comes, uh, comes through various channels, is very, very influential. And I think we, at our own peril, I think we underestimate its power that it has over our lives. 
This is a voice that is a way of creeping into culture and shaping society. It's deceptive because on the face, face of it, it doesn't appear to be overtly evil. But make no mistake, it is a realm that has been infiltrated by the forces of darkness and is used to further the agenda of the enemy. And all you have to do is think back a few decades as an example and see what was considered unacceptable then is now not only accepted, but is celebrated. And I won't go, you can use your own examples. You know what I'm talking about. You would think, well, how did we get here? And the answer would be that society has rejected the voice of God and is listening to the wrong voices and we've been led into this place we now find ourselves. You know, for some strange reason, I sound like a New Zealander. And I don't know if it's because Paul's operating the mic there. <laughs> I, I sound like I'm clipping my, anyway. Do I, do I, okay. Sorry, Paul, love you, Paul. It's just me, okay. It's all me, okay. So the main purpose and the objective of the voice of the world is to distract us from hearing the voice of God and raising the question, did God really say? Does that sound familiar? Did God really say? For those that perhaps don't know, it's what the serpent said to Eve in the garden. Did God really say you shouldn't eat of that fruit? You see, the world and worldly ways originate from the enemy. 1 John 2, 15, 17 warns us about the world and worldliness. The scripture says, do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, love of the Father is not in them. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life comes not from the Father, but from the world. The world and its desires pass away, but whoever does the will of God lives forever. The voice of the world is loud, and, it, and with it comes a lot of noise. With the noise comes confusion, and with the confusion, it becomes a real struggle to hear what the Lord is saying. We've just come back from a trip to South Africa, and um, everything's noisy there. You know, from the traffic to, to restaurants, and if you go to a shopping center, they'll have all these restaurants lined up. And each one's trying to outdo the other with playing their own music. I think somehow they think that the music stays within their confines, but it doesn't. So it's just this mishmash noise. And that kind of lands you up feeling, it's hard to talk. You can't, you can't focus on you know, what the people are saying. And I think that's what the enemy is like. That's what the voice of the world is like. So the question then is, how do we hear God and discern it as him speaking to us when we have all these other competing voices around us. And can I say this to you? It is absolutely essential for us as believers to tune into the right frequency. Yeah. So what does this mean? It means firstly recognize that there are all these voices that can influence your life. Secondly, have an understanding that the many voices that you are hearing may not be helpful to you. Thirdly, make a conscious decision to tune into the right voice. And fourthly, train yourself to tune out when the negative voices come and tune in to the, to the channel that God is speaking on. So the wonderful thing is we have the power of the dial. Can you say to your neighbor, I have the power of the dial? The dial, the dial, dial, dial. 
the dial. Sorry, it's my accent. So this would be a dial, okay? You're a dial. You're a doll. I'm a doll. So, you see, in the natural, we can we can tune into we can tune into a Christian station, like just in the natural. But in order to do this, you have to tune out of the secular station you're currently listening to. I'll be honest with you. I've got Lightroom FM, you know, keyed into my car, and I love that. But there's times I say, oh, I don't want to listen to that. I'll go to, you know, the other one, the, 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 the other one. And I'll say, oh, this is groovy, you know, whatever. <laughs> this is groovy. Groovy, baby. <laughs> I'm trying to illustrate something here. So here we go. Hang on, wait, wait. <laughs> oh. oh, no, I don't want to listen to that. Sorry, I don't want to listen to that. See, I'm, I'm tuning out, I'm tuning out, tuning out, I'm tuning out. Lord, where are you, Lord? Lord, speak to me, Lord. Uh, Lord doesn't want to speak to me. But you can tune into another channel. And that was just by way of illustration. <laughs> Let me put, my aerial wasn't up enough. <laughs> The point is, you can't be tuned into the, into the two stations at the same time. You've got to tune out the one to tune into the other one. And if there is, you know, sometimes there's a mixed frequency, you can't understand what they're saying. If there's anything you can take away that, you can take away that today. Mark tried to fight a God on the radio and it didn't work. <laughs> so how does God speak? Um, God loves to communicate with us, and he'll often speak to us in so many different ways, too many, actually, that I, I, I haven't encompassed all of it, and God has spoken to many of you, I know. In fact, we did a wonderful um, thing on, on activation, thank you, on, on Tuesday night with Gabby of, you know, God speaking to us, and it was just amazing. It's so easy to hear God's voice, but some of the ways that he, he uses is through reading the Bible, through the counsel of godly men and women. By dreams and visions. Now, it says young men will have visions. I've been having visions, so I'm saying, Lord, you must be telling me I'm getting young. I know Matt's dreaming, so, so you know, so he's obviously, you know, what can I say? <laughs> he can speak through angels. He, can three, he speaks through the inner small voice of the Holy Spirit, through circumstances, through inner peace, through conviction, through his audible voice. I've heard the audible voice of God once, and only once in my whole life, in my whole Christian walk, but he has spoken to me, and I know he does do that with other people as well, through a prophetic voice, through our gathering in, in church, together in church. There have been many, many times when I've come to worship or I've come to a service, and God has spoken to me. And, and, but we should expect it. We should expect when, when we come together, when we've made the time, when we are now focused on him, that he should speak to us. And that's why we encourage everybody to come. Don't miss out. Don't be late for worship. Come. You know, don't treat worship as an add-on or an extra or, you know, your buffer to get here in time. Expect God. Expect God to speak because you're making yourself available. Do you know? Um, 
So when you read through the Bible, there's many different ways, as you guys would probably know. I mean, he even chose a donkey. He chose a donkey to speak through. You know, Balaam's donkey, and he, donkey has a conversation with Balaam, and Balaam has a conversation with a donkey. It blows your mind, you know? But God uses that. So in the book of Genesis chapter 3, we read of one of the unusual ways God spoke. This is when he speaks to Moses from the burning bush. Let's read uh, Genesis 3, uh, 1 to 5. Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his, 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 oh, sorry, the wrong one, Genesis 3. Uh, uh, no, uh, find it for me, please, my lovely. I'll read it anyway while you guys are, is it Exodus 3? Sorry, my bad, my bad. Sorry, Sam. Yeah, Genesis, Exodus, very close. Just one, one book, one book, one book, one book. Come on, guys. Anyway, so now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the far side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within a bush. Moses saw that, through, that, that though the bush did, was on fire, it did not burn up. So Moses thought, I will go over and see what this strange sight is all about, why the bush doesn't burn up. When the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called to him from within the bush, Moses, Moses. It might have been Moses, Moses, I don't know. And Moses said, here I am. And the Lord says to him, do not come any closer. Be, take, God said, take off your sandals for the place where you're standing is holy ground. Then he said, I'm the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. At this, Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. Now you can imagine Moses is going about his business, looking after his father-in-law's sheep, when suddenly he sees something out of the ordinary. He doesn't disregard it but rather he takes time out of his busy schedule to find out what this is all about. I mean, he had many things to do that day. He had to catch up on all his latest Facebook posts, Instagram posts. He needed to check his emails, his text messages, and his calendar to check when the next thing was on. He needed to do his workout routine, Matt. <laughs> Organize his latte and piccolo, Alex. Read the latest news. Don't know who to pick on that one for. And of course, and of course, what was he going to eat today? Craig, what was he going to eat today? He had to sort all these things out. Pleasure, Craig. You see, so often God is trying to catch our attention, just like he did with Moses. And so often we miss that God is trying to say something to us because we are too busy being distracted. We're so busy with the things of the world that we can't see or recognize when God is trying to catch our attention because he wants to say something to us and he wants, us, he wants to tell us what he wants to, us to do for him. The whole point of the burning bush was to catch Moses' attention. Once God had his attention, then he spoke to him. He said, this is what I want you to do. God wants to speak to us. He wants to get our attention and speak to us. If we are open-hearted, 
if we are not too busy for him, if we take the time to respond to his promptings, he will speak to us. He knows how to reach us and touch our hearts. He knows how to communicate with us. Jesus says in John 10, 27, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. Are you a sheeple? Are you a sheeple? If you're a sheep, then you'll follow. You'll follow his voice and you'll recognize his voice. As many individuals as there are in the world, God can speak to each and every one of them in a way that they can understand. He doesn't try and make it hard or impossible for us to understand him when he speaks. See, I think one of the biggest problems we have when trying to hear God's voice, maybe for the first time, is we have an expectation of how we want God to speak to us. And so oftentimes it's like we expect the loud, thunderous voice. We expect the dramatic thunder and lightning experience so that he will break through the noise and busyness of our lives. The problem often is, is that we're not prepared to quieten down the noise in our own lives so we can hear him. Psalm 46.10 says, be still and know that I am God. Generally, it's in the stillness, not the busyness, that we will hear the voice of God. But God is God, and he's broken through my busyness before. So I just want to say he can, but generally he will speak in the stillness. The problem is often his voice is drowned out because there's this turmoil going on around us. Someone once said, if God is as big as he says he is, then he shouldn't be too hard to find. Is that true? (laughs) Hans liked that one. He is nearby and he's speaking all the time. Most often, when we are aware of him and attentive to him, God speaks to us as we go about our business as sons and daughters. Romans 8.14 says, For those who are led by the Spirit are children of God. Often you'll hear someone say, it's happened to me many, many times, I just felt to give so-and-so a call. And then only to find out that you've called them at a very critical time in their lives. We just recently been to South Africa to see my mum, and uh, she had uh, an injury that wasn't healing, and we were quite worried about her. She's 83 now, and uh, we chatted before we went. So we just want to prioritize mom. We want to love on her. Louise cooked her many meals, and we did a lot of things for her, take her out and love on her. And but the, we we have a lot of friends there as well, and so generally when we go, we would. Um, you know, make a point of seeing them. And I said to Louise, this time I just don't want to do that. I want to focus on mum. And so my mum would say to me, she said, oh, don't you want to see so-and-so and so-and-so? And I said, no, no, I don't want to see anybody. I just want to focus on you. I felt like that the whole way through the trip. The last day, the last day of the trip, our, our flight's leaving in the afternoon. I suddenly get this feeling. I've got to, I've got to it's a knowing. It's like a, an, it's a prompting. Call this friend. See if you can see him. And I think, well, the guy's busy. He's, you know, he's, got a, he's got a job. He's got a business. Anyway, so I thought, oh, well, give him a call. You know. And I said, I said hey, you know, sorry, it's our last day here. Been, been you know, looking after mum. Can we see you before we go? And it just so happened, circumstances, just so happened that he'd arranged somebody to come around to his property that, that morning, and he was going to work later. So Louise and I said, please come. 
we went and we got there and he, and he shared stuff that was going on, his struggles, he had some health issues and difficult things going on. So we're just able to, in that moment, minister to him, give him prophetic words, speak words of life over him. Huh? He said, he said, today I needed it. So if we had gone earlier, it wouldn't have been as impacting. So isn't that amazing? But that's how God works. It's in the everyday. Um, so early, early in my walk with the Lord, I, I knew that to, 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 to know his ways and his character, I needed to know what the Bible said about him. And I needed to be baptized in the Spirit. You see, the Bible is our guide rail to testing what we are reading, what we are hearing, and the Holy Spirit helps us to make sense of it all. Everything that we hear, that we believe comes from the Lord, needs to line up with the character and nature of God as revealed in the scriptures. You see, not everything we hear and see is from God. And here's a question for you. What is the difference between an omen and a sign from the Lord? You see, an omen is based on superstition. It's a realm that the devil operates in. For example, if you see a black cat running across the road, it's interesting, some cultures believe that's good luck, other cultures believe it's bad luck, so it depends where you live. For the cat, he's just trying to cross the road, you know? <laughs> but it can be taken as a sign, an omen, and it can fill that person with either fear or unrealistic optimism. A sign from God is something that we see or hear that resonates with the Holy Spirit inside of us. Generally, the sign would be accompanied by joy and peace as confirmation from the Holy Spirit that it is a sign of God, unless you're not walking in a good place with God then it might be the fear of God comes upon you, which is a good thing because that will lead you to repentance. Even if the sign is a sign of caution, there's still this joy because you know God is looking out for you. The Holy Spirit helps us by decoding and interpreting what the Father is saying through Jesus to us. John 16, 13, 15, I hope I've got this one right, says... But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will only speak what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive and what, and what he will make known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. The Holy Spirit will make the word come to life and he will use it to give you guidance. He will speak to you and lead you. There are many times where he's given me one verse and it's been enough to give people encouragement or it's been an encouragement to myself. Sometimes he's given me a picture or a word uh, in my mind that's been meaningful for a situation. So in a, on our trip to South Africa, we had, I think I shared this as a testimony, but we, we, um, we had a, a lunch or brunch with our family up in Hillcrest in the hills, beautiful place, and a nice restaurant with some stalls and shops around. And so we had our brunch, and uh, then we were doing, doing a bit of a walk around. And Louise said, let's go to this glass bead shop. So I said, oh, that sounds good. 
I mean, I, I hate shopping, so like, I'm just kind of like, okay, well, here we go. Anyway, so I'm looking, and it's sort of maybe vaguely interesting because they've got you know, these beads of glass, and, and I'm looking, and I'm looking at this lady, and suddenly I see over her in my mind's eye, it wasn't physically there, but over in my mind's eye, I see trauma. And I think, okay. And then I felt God say, like, you know, what do you do with that? And I felt God say, new season. So I say to the lady, I say, um, I know this might sound a little strange, but I feel God wants to take you into a new season. So she looks at me and she says, um, she says, oh, I really needed to hear that. And then she tells us that her son died a year ago and um, he was killed by a truck and, uh, and she'd been really struggling. But her face changed when I, when I said, you know, like she was happy, looked all fine, all the exterior. And then when I said to her, God says there's a new season, suddenly this pain, look of pain all over her and you're kind of like, wow, I've hit a nerve here. You know, there's, there's something really drastically, something going on in her life. But then God says to her, there's a new season. New season, isn't that amazing? Anyway, so she was doing the glass bead thing as a, to honor her son because he always said to her, you can do this as a business. And so she was actually making glass beads to honor his memory. And so, you know, then Louise and I, we put our arms around her. Every, the whole shop was crying. We were all crying. <laughs> it's like, oh. You're like, you don't know why, but you're just crying because God was in the place. It was gentle. It was beautiful. It was, there was restoration. There was, you know, God was saying to this lady, I know. I know the pain. I know what you've gone through. But I, I'm giving you a new season. Isn't that amazing? God is so good. There are other times where God has spoken to me through a knowing, inner knowing of what to do. Um, there's so many examples, and I haven't got the time to give you, give you all of them, and I'm sure you can appreciate that. Um, but the inner knowing comes with God's peace and presence. It's not just all, you know, it's not my desire, what I want to do. You kind of recognize that there's something of God on this inner knowing. You know, some people say it's, I know that I know which to, to somebody that doesn't know God doesn't make sense. You know, I know that I know. What do you mean? You know, but there's something of God's presence on it. Um, I mean, one time God even spoke to me through a banner on a bus. I mean, we were living in Sydney and um, we had a cat. I, I sort of, Tigger, poor Tigger, rest his soul. And uh, <laughs> I say that was all genuineness. But anyway, we were... <laughs> We were, we were leaving Sydney to come to Melbourne, and uh, we had organized a house in, 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 in Melbourne, brand new carpets, and I didn't want to take Tigger, because he had this habit of doing his business in the house, and I thought, there's just no ways, Lord, I'm, I'm just not going to take him, I'm not going to take him, Lord. And uh, so I spoke to this person and that person, everybody I knew. Do you want a cat? No, I don't want a cat. Do you want a cat? No, I don't want a cat. Anyway, so I'm sitting at Bondi Junction, and Louise is praying the opposite. Anyway, so I, I, I'm sitting at Bondi Junction, and a, a bus with a banner on it that I've never seen before, never seen since, comes past me. And it says, with little animals on it, it says, Pets are for life. The cat lived to 21 years old. 
I said, Lord, I hear you. What can I say? <laughs> Why does God speak? Very quickly to wrap this all up. Um, God speaks to us to bring us into a loving relationship with him. God speaks first and foremost because he is relational. He is our heavenly father and he wants the very best for his children. He's therefore constantly speaking to us to lead us, encourage us, strengthen us, empower us, and so on. It would be really horrible and strange if Louise and I had children and thought, okay, we've done our part, just leave them. No need to talk to them again. Good luck, guys. Don't ask me for anything. No, we constantly in dialogue with them. God speaks to reveal his purposes. God has a grand purpose in mind for all his children. Therefore, whenever he speaks to us, he reveals his purposes. God has a purpose for each and every one of us. He's willing to follow. Who, if you're willing to follow him and listen to his voice, he will take you by the hand and show you his purposes. God speaks to involve us in his work. He shows us that his purposes, he shows us his purposes, and he invites us to be a part of what he's doing. He wants us to be a partner with him. He wants us to be his co-laborers. Not only will he reveal to us what he's doing, but he will also tell us how to do his work. So in, in the way of concluding this, what can we take away from this message? And I'm sure you might have your own things, but I, I thought what I got out of this for this morning was God wants to speak to you. It's not as hard as you think. Be careful of the voices you're listening to. Read the Bible to know him. Be baptized in the spirit. If you're not baptized in the spirit, be baptized in the spirit. Take time out and tune into his voice. And I just want to finish off this morning just with a little activation. For a minute, can we maybe um, just close our eyes and ask the Lord to give you one word that he wants, one word or a picture, depending on how God speaks to you, one word or a picture of what he's saying to you this morning. Just for one minute. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Um, can I have a show of hands if, if God gave you a word? That's wonderful. You can look around the room. You can see that there's a number of hands raised, which means God speaks. And all we have to do is tune in. Amen?
Dankeschön. I think it'd be amazing to have Mark pray for us this morning. Just a couple of things. I'm not going to re-preach his preach, but just when he said about the lady in the bead shop, and it's a new season, um, I just felt like that's for somebody here today. And God's saying, it wasn't just for her, and God's saying, there's a new season for you. And maybe, maybe it's the same, there's been trauma, maybe it's something else, but there's a new season. If, that, if something jumps in your heart, lay hold of that. Grab hold of it. Um, the other thing he said is, you know, we don't often, uh, we often don't hear him because we have an expectation of how he will speak. I felt like for some, you've struggled to hear the voice of God because you have an expectation of how he will speak or you've already decided what he'll say. You have an expectation of how he'll speak or what he will say. I want to challenge you again today. Will you come back to him and take the expectation off of what way he's going to speak or what he's going to say and let God be God? Let God be God. I think it would be amazing for Mark to pray for us to hear the voice of the Lord. But also then as, as we finish, if you haven't been baptized with the Holy Spirit, you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Otherwise, we try in our own strength to hear God who is spirit rather than spirit to spirit. And we want to be a people who have a lifestyle of hearing his voice. The, the, the Bible says the rhema word of God. It's the spoken, it's the now word of God. Not just the written word, and we, we value that, but we live by the now word of God. Mark, would you pray for us? Maybe, maybe we can stand together this morning. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, we want to honor you in this place, not just with our lips, but with our whole lives, Lord. Father, we pray this morning that you would sensitize us through your spirit, by your spirit. Sensitize us, Lord, to your voice, to your ways, to your name. <laughs> Lord, I pray that we would have ears to hear what you're saying and eyes to see what you're showing us, Lord. And when you're trying to catch our attention, Lord, we won't say that we're too busy and we can't stop to hear what you're saying, Lord. So this morning, I pray in your incredible grace in your tremendous love for us, Lord, that we would be sensitive and open, soft-hearted, that when you speak, Lord, that we don't harden our hearts, but that we would respond and obey, Lord. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen, amen. Lord, I pray for those who have never heard your voice. Yes, Lord. That today, right now, would you speak? Mm. Right now. Yeah. Would you speak that today, Lord, we would hear your voice. We'd be a people who live by your voice. We hope you've enjoyed this week's message. If you have any questions or would like more information, please contact us at melbournelightschurch.com.au.